Welcome to Becoming Christlike right here on Blog Talk Radio and the Road Less Traveled Internet Ministry. I'm Derek Hutchison. I'm here with my sister in Christ, Dawn Orr. Jimbo's in the producer's booth. It is May 29th, 2015. There are two days left uh, in, the month, in the month. I of... hope June is a little drier. <laughs> hey, you're not allowed to say that. I know, but maybe he could just sparingly hold off so we could get hay up and weeds cut. <laughs> Isn't that funny how we do that with God? Down here in southeastern Colorado, as in Texas, as in a lot of places yeah. around our country, is getting bombarded with moisture. And it wasn't a year ago that our two years ago that I remember we all, I mean, we gathered together. Begged for rain. Yes. We as Christians did everything short of doing a rain dance. <laughs> yeah, you know, so. we prayed for God and God gave us moisture and, and we said, hold on for just a second. <laughs> yeah. I cut weeds that was up to my knees and they were pretty wet. And I thought, you know what? It has to be done. <laughs> Blessings overflowing, yeah, literally exactly. overflowing. And the problem is, it's so dangerous. I saw down in Texas. Um, oh, scary for yeah. those people. Mm. Yeah, it's just it's, and missing people. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Our prayers go out to all those people and the workers and the yeah. families and the rescue that, people that are trying to deal with all the flooding. If you want to find out more about us, you can do that at bemorechristlike dot com. You can go there and check out. All the things that are on our site, you can go back and you can listen to old shows. You can check uh, check out some of the links that we have, some of the things that we've got going on, what we believe, all those types of things. If you want to do that on your mobile phone, which most people do anyway, you can find us at M, as in mobile, com. It's got all those things. You can sign up for, uh, you can put in your email for us. You can get it on on our email list. You can you can put in a prayer request. You can find out all kinds of things. If you really want to get into the fray, uh, get into our social media, <laughs> into the Facebook uh, at Becoming Christlike, which uh, Dawn uh, controls and moves and, and enters into and, and all those things, lives and breathes. I think so. The, the computer is my life. <laughs> and even more so than, than our, our Facebook is the dastardly Twitter. Yes, the fun just, one. That is constantly on the move, people tweeting, Dawn's tweeting. Uh, and so you can find that at Christlike today. Come and join our Twitter. Come and join our social media. And you will be blessed by it. And we'll be sharing some of the things that we got uh, on our on our Twitter feeds, on our Facebook um, uh, pages as as we begin this uh, new study that we're going to be doing. But um, uh, yeah, you, you need to check that out because it is a busy, 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 busy place. Yeah, I don't know how people have, they just some people must just live on it. <laughs> and, like me, and yeah. and and that is what is their highlight of the day. Sure, I mean, there are so many people, but it's so cool the responses and the communication and the different parts of the country I get to visit with. Yeah, and different parts of the world. The world, yeah, yeah, the different different as people say, all corners of the globe, which drives me crazy. <laughs> I hate that phrase. Don't like the corner part, huh? I don't. I don't the globe either. doesn't have corners. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> I just can't. I can't take uh, that. But yeah, we, it's it's all over the place. And if you really, uh, if you really want to find out more about us and, and and learn from other people, check out our social media. It is absolutely 
the hot spot to be. It is. And you know what I like is I get to learn from other people. It is just sure. so awesome. It is it is a place that you can learn. It's yeah. also a place where people can minister. It's also people where people have no belief at all mm-hmm. uh can enter into and, <laughs> yeah. and throw in their two cents and and uh Sometimes and, it comes pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's more like a buck and a quarter than their yeah. two cents, but people throw uh, people throw the things in there. It's 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 really an open forum that people can uh, can discuss and share. And what we find out is that there are people of all different uh, beliefs out there. There are yeah. people, uh, even in the body of Christ, who have totally different uh, is that ideas. That's where we're headed, huh? Yes, that's where we're headed. But before we get into that, before we share with you. What we are going to uh, be doing for the next, I don't know how many weeks. This one seems like we could go on forever and ever and ever, but we have to to draw the line. We're going to go ahead and open our time up with prayer. Gracious Father, once again, it is a blessing to come and to share with one another. We pray for those who are listening. We pray for ourselves as our words come out. May they be your words. Uh, We seek, Father God, only to glorify you. And so, however, we have to do that in word and deed, um, encourage us in that. So we pray for this this new study as we seek to look at ourselves and to find out exactly what you want us to be doing so that your light might shine. Father God, we do glorify you. We pray for each and every listener that their heart might be filled with your word. We give this time to you in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. So uh, a little bit, uh, I, I did want to, I, I did want, and, and here's the thing, I, I want to share a little bit of Christian news. We do, we're doing this uh, every once in a while on our show, and and uh, this relates directly, I suppose, you could say to us, as we are Presbyterians uh, mm-hmm. in the PCUSA, uh, and uh, back in 2012, a group broke off from the Presbyterian Church and called themselves ECO. ECO. Yeah, the Evangelical Covenant, a covenant order of Evangelical Presbyterians, um, originally called the Evangelical Covenant Order. Um, And they celebrated something, I believe it was yesterday or the day before, don't know exactly when it happened, but the news came out, uh, that ECO got their 200th, Church, a two hundredth church, joined the Evangelical Covenant Order or a Covenant Order of Evangelical Presbyterians. Two hundred churches, First Presbyterian Church of Tacoma, Washington. Wow! Uh, And so, um, congratulations to them. Uh, Obviously, celebrated by some. (laughs) <laughs> not, not by not others. celebrated by others, right. but a congratulations uh, mm-hmm. to them. And so it, that that fits in directly to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you and I have have sat here and talked about it. And last week we went with this whole idea of where we're going to do some sort of a study based on the idea or based on the question. Of what's wrong with the church? Yes. That I, we've been asking that for, and and here's the thing: it's not new. 
No, because some of the articles I was reading was actually like in 2001 and 2005. So yeah. it is the ever going around question. And it's it's appropriate that we started right after Pentecost yes. and the whole idea of the birth of the church and how long it took us to absolutely screw it up. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing. 2015 is not the date. Is not the year that we screwed it up. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> a few pages out of the book of Acts is really when we began to... It started well. It did. <laughs> it started it? with a good idea. Here was kind of the basis of it. Um, obviously, and we pull back to the Presbyterian Church, obviously the Presbyterian Church has had its dilemmas and and disputes and arguments and disagreements, not only uh, with with societal issues such as the ordination of gay and lesbians, uh, but also uh, interpretation of Scripture, uh, mm-hmm. the meaning of of the Trinity, what it means, the meaning of baptism. I mean, all those things right. play into the idea where a group of individuals who who are more conservative in their scriptural um, interpretation broke off and said, you know what, we can't go any any further with with what you're doing. We'd like to to stay close to you, but but we need to to let everybody know that that what's going on in the Presbyterian Church is is not necessarily what we believe in in whole or in part. Mm-hmm. And for years and years and years, people have been asking what's wrong with the church. We have seen numbers in mainline denominations drop and drop and drop and drop. I shared with you a a statistic that I found out of the Pew Research poll that said in 2014, the number of individuals or the percentage of individuals in the United States who claimed to be Christian had, had dropped to 71%. Back in 2007, it was almost 80%. And so over that uh, amount of time, there has been close to 5 million people who now claim not to be Christians for one reason or another, whether they weren't before and just wanted to pad the numbers or whether something had happened. But we can't deny the fact that people are leaving the church. Now, they may be leaving the Presbyterian church and going to the Methodist church. They may be... We, we, you can't but that re- is still the body of Christ. Yes, but yes. And so the body of Christ has gone through this, transformation, degradation, I don't know, whatever you wanted to call it, I don't know what you want to call it, that have caused people to reevaluate mm-hmm. what the church means and what it means to them. Mm-hmm. And so we ask this question, what's wrong with the church? And hopefully over the next few weeks we can hit a few of them. I will say this, and you've learned this too as you sit with your giant pad of paper of notes you got and, both. <laughs> and and your your laptop in front of you as we both began looking at this question we found out that the answer to it was so nebulous so um so much like and you, and you said it it's so much like a root system it just went out and every, my son graduated uh this this past weekend and very proud of him. Uh, graduated on Friday, and during his reception, I guess you would call it the graduation re- reception, 
uh, MJ Romano, who we hope to have on the show uh, within the next few weeks. We're going to try and, and do that and bring in pastors and, and ask them this question. And so I sat down with her and said, hey, listen, this is what this is what we're doing, Don and I, and we're going to we're going to do a show based on the question, what's wrong with the church? And her first response was, oh, you mean besides the people? <laughs> yeah. And and of course, you and I had talked about this, and it, this kind of gets us in, in the direction that we're going to be going, is the whole idea of there are some answers to this question, what's wrong with the church, that are so glaringly obvious. I mean, of course. And the people are obviously the answer. I mean, right. that is... That is the overriding answer. That's the, the body people. of Christ. Because the people are the body of Christ. It can't be anything else. Mm-hmm. We can't say it's our buildings. It's our infrastructure. It's our policies. It's, it's whatever. It's, it's the people. That's right. We are, the, we are what's wrong with the church. It has always been that way. That's right. For some reason. Because we're inf- broken, disobedient sinners. And God decided to build his church upon the rock of Jesus Christ and say, you be his followers. Yeah. You be his followers. And knowing that we are broken, horrible. But, and this happens all the time, and we can't avoid it, and yet we can't use it as, a, as an excuse. We can't say, well, the church is led by sinners. What did you expect? We use that all the time. Uh, well, it's broken. Of of course it's not going to be the perfect thing that God wants it to be. I think when we ask this question, what we're really asking is, when was it that God began to ask this question? What's wrong with you, church? Uh, the garden. <laughs> yes. As soon as he created people. And so... There can't be this excuse of, well, it's a broken thing, it's a living thing, it moves. Of course it is. It's going to change. It has changed. It, it, because God, it, it, God is the God of yesterday and today and tomorrow, and God meets us where we're at. And God is, is a God that, but God isn't a God that changes. No. And that's, I think that's one of the differences. When we say, well, God changes and adapts to it. No, He doesn't. No, His rules are pat. Exactly. They're 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 there. They're written. God doesn't change, but God meets us where we're at. That's right. The God of seventeen. And then He reveals what He wants us right. to know from the Bible, of which we're supposed to follow. The God of the day of Pentecost is the same as the God we have today, and the exactly. same that we have now. Does the church look the same? Absolutely not. And it's not supposed to. There are computers in churches. There are all kinds of things. Um, But when we talk about the church and its people, have we changed? Well, what we find out is, and we did this not too long ago with with the the Israelites, not really. We We still have the same characteristics. Yeah, we do the same thing. We grumble. We complain. We're jealous. But that shouldn't stop us at this moment from asking the question, what's wrong with the church? Um, because it is, a, it is a question that should be asked all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you want to rephrase it a little bit and get, put it in a positive light, you can say the church continually needs to 
inspect itself, to evaluate itself, to ensure that it is in line with the church that God wants it to be. Mm-hmm. And with God's word. There begins the problem. Because then we're into interpretation yeah. of what we want it to be. I want to bring something up yeah. that this is something that somebody hit me with on Twitter many, many, many times. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing was, get rid of the feel-good Bibles like the NLT and the oh. NIV and get back to the King James. Is what they, <laughs> and mostly... Um, <laughs> Overseas, in the more structured areas of it, that's where it comes from. Well, sure, because, yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly right. Uh, it, 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 there is that sense, and you hear that all the time. And so let's, let's take that a little bit and move with it and begin this, this endeavor in figuring out what's wrong with the church. It's people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you were to write that down, and that could be an answer, it's a very short answer, but what about those teachers who say, what's wrong with the church and explain? Uh, Well, (laughs) you you would have a whole file on it. So let's talk a little bit about what you found out on our Twitter and our Facebook when we asked the question to people and what were some of their answers. What is it that some people are saying is wrong with the church. And, of course, you started out with that whole idea of get rid of the feel-good Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so what that shows us is there are people who like the structure, uh, who like the old-timey things, uh, who like the way that it used to be. Well, I think it, 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 there needs to be a balance of feel-good and mm-hmm. justice in the Bible, but you can't lose God's deity in the process of giving so much grace that you've lost his yeah. justice. See, yeah, and that's, that's, the, that's the theological good answer. My answer would have been, what's wrong with my Bible making me feel good? See, and I think your Bible should make you feel well, sure. good, but... I think you also have to introspect, which is what I like to do. Uh-huh. But I think as you see growth and you see he loves you and that's why you're changing, you do feel good. So. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, we had said this last week, this is going to be one of those sh- one of those series that really upsets people because we're, we have to speak what we feel here. Mm-hmm. And I'm notorious for that. I'm the one that will probably get in trouble. Uh, but my answer to that would be that's that's great. But that's not what's wrong with the church. It's not the feel-good, it's not the old-timey Bibles. So what's next? I'm back to the people. Yeah. Protocol, so what else did protocol, they protocol, Oh, um, what else did you The hear? lack of the Holy Spirit and God and the leadership of Christ in the church. That that's was probably, good, that was probably, I got that probably more than any of them. Mm-hmm. So basically what I got from that is they want to go back to the basics. Mm-hmm. They don't want all the um, buildings and the shows and this and that. They mm-hmm. want to read for the Bible. They want it to come from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that fits, a, that fits a need. That fits a niche for some people. Um, when you're talking about the absence of the Holy Spirit in the church, again, then you shoot off to other things. So, you go to the ones who are squelching the unique gifts that right. you've been given to go out and minister. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so that's a part of what's wrong with the church, but that's not it. No. What else is it? Uh, the legalistic Pharisees running the church. And Jesus said within the scripture, I mean, he, we, we played a, a clip last week uh, from some slam poetry from the spoken word. Yes. The idea of the disdain for religion and how religion has been equated to Christianity 
it was an interesting uh, go and and uh, Google it or go on YouTube and just put in uh, religion in the spoken word and you'll get a slam poetry uh, presentation. It was really good. And, and in that, he was talking about you know in in scripture it was it was the religious people that Jesus called the whores. Uh, and so that idea of my religion has trumped my Christianity, right? Um, it is, or your relationship, or my relationship with mm-hmm. with with God, and so uh, that's obviously part of it, but that's not it. That's Another not one I just thought of was money. Yeah. One lady went into a big thing. How she actually got letters and emails that she needed to contribute to the building fund and this and that. She said. You know, since when is this such a big part of it? Is the money's more important than anything? Mm-hmm. And so the building has become more important, right. and the acres of parking and right. the different centers that they have. And that's absolutely true. And each one of those things that you talk about, and I think this is this is where I'm going to go simplistic, okay? And we're we're, we're going to get I'm going to get to an answer of my answer of what's wrong with the church. And it will build from there because okay. each and every one of those things are a part of it. That's right. That it, and we could go on and on and on and on and on. Sally Mae uh, is sitting beside me is the problem with the church. Uh, the music <laughs> is, is the problem, problem with the church. Contemporary music is um, disagreement is a is a is what's wrong with the, the church. Fighting in the church. Yeah, the the divisive nature of religion is what's wrong with lack the church. Lack of tolerance. Yeah, yeah. Lack of, Satan. Satan's what's wrong uh, with the church. Yes, and sometimes we blame Satan, and it's not even Satan; it's us yeah. and our choices. And here's what I find, because I knew that there would be answers like that, because they're those are That's the obvious are. answers. Mm-hmm. So, what's wrong with the church? In, when I began to think about it, and I told Don last week, I said, Don, I'm going I'm to I'm going to email you my my outline. <laughs> I and didn't I, get it, <laughs> and you didn't get it because, as I told you before, we went on the air. What I found out was this thing is big. is big. It's, it's a, big, and and so how do you you know? We could spend the next 52 weeks talking about one individual thing, and we could do that for the next five years. Absolutely. And we would be done with part because A Because you can't part please one. everybody, yeah. and there are so many different problems. So my outline became null and void. And so I here's the thing I said. Okay, Derek, simplify. Answer what – just answer the question. Stop listing things and answering the question. And here's here's what I knew we would find. We would find all of those things. But the real answer is the one we don't want to give or that isn't there. The What I came up with and what I truly believe is this. There's one answer to what's wrong with the church, and then everything else branches out. But we don't want to say it. What's wrong with the church? Me. I'm wrong with the church. I'm, I'm the what, problem. I'm what's wrong with the church. And it should be the, the answer to, that everyone should say. But if you'll notice, it, yes, it's obvious that when we ask that question, it seems like we're looking for something else. Yeah, but we don't want to say, I don't like the music. Yeah. I don't like the pastor's yeah. sermon. I don't like. Yeah. What's wrong with the church? Me. That's what's wrong with the church. So let's go from there. In saying me, that should be the answer for everyone, which then says, the the church is an, is a body that is made up of individual members. It tells us that in scripture. Some are eyes, some are hands, some are feet. 
whatever. And each has a unique gift to make it work well. That's right. And if that is true, and it is, then each time an individual person damages the body, the entire body is damaged. It hurts. It hurts. It reaches out. Mm-hmm. You you don't believe that's right? Cut off a finger. Tell me if that doesn't make. Pull off one of your toenails. Tell me that doesn't affect you. Slam the person next to you for yes, exactly. That's not a, liking the music that, or not a, participating and helping yeah. with something. Yeah, and so that's what I had started with on my paper. What's wrong with the church? Me. Uh, and so then you have to answer the question: If that's true, and it is then what's wrong with me? <laughs> well, the problem is, is we can work on us, but nobody else works on themselves. <laughs> and so this is an individual exercise, as most of our studies are, because right. that's what Christianity is. Yeah. It is a constant vigil to look at yourself and align yourself with that which God would have you to do in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's that's what and, it is. And the sad part is is you can't align it even by what Derek and I are saying. No. You need to get your Bible out I and let God talk to you because he's the only one that can reveal it to you. I can't tell you what's wrong with you. That's right. But, I, but I'm the only one who can tell me what's wrong with me. That's right. Well, yeah. you and God. Well, yeah, we're we're throwing God into this all. I mean, He's inclusive in this. Is but I think I th- I don't think people do that. I think they no. go. And that, that's, that's what's the, wrong with the church. That's right. Okay, that's, I just wanted to make sure you got that point yeah, across. Yes. And so this is what I did. I answered that question. And what's wrong with the church? Me. I'm wrong with the church. And so then you go down and say, then what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And here's here's what we find out is that now you begin to say all these other, you find out all these other things and and so if you follow this this I talked about it as a pyramid god at the top what's wrong with the church me then what's wrong with me and and underneath that yeah <laughs> it, it goes out but if if we really wanted in in everyday terms to, to try and identify at least what I believe is wrong with the church today is what's wrong with me underneath that is another answer. And we're going to share that answer when we come back from the break. Good. Um, and, and I believe that, that that answer, at least for me, and I believe for the church, is what tips us in the scales to open up the floodgates and all other things fall underneath of it. Now, I'm not saying that if we fix this one thing, because the answer is simple. But in that simple answer is so many things that come flowing out uh, that break down the church's uh, cohesiveness, its fellowship, its family atmosphere, everything that those old-timey people and that's what I call them because there's a part of it's me too. Yearn to have once again mm-hmm. unity, it, it, unity, the unity and love, acceptance, forgiveness. It, it, exactly, all of those things can can boil down uh, to to one answer, 
And that's the answer I'm going to give to you when we come back. We're going to talk Do about it. Do I get it. a guess when we're off air? Sure, <laughs> okay. because it's a very simple answer. Uh, it's a, at least it was for me. Now, again, as as you look at this personally, as our listeners listen to it, they have to work through it in their own way. Right. But this is us attempting to answer this question, um, and and so that's what you're hearing. You may agree with it. You may not agree with it. Um it's possible it could even be different for them Absolutely. individually and in how you come up in your sociology yeah. and your brokenness. Exactly. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about this. Uh, what's wrong with the church? I'm going to give you what I believe is my second part of my answer. Besides, what's wrong with the church? Me. I'm I'm wrong with the church. Uh, and so stay with us on the other side of the break. You're listening to Becoming Christlike right here on Blog Talk Radio. Hello to all of Derek's listeners. Thanks, Derek, for giving me time to share my heart's passion, encouraging cancer, long-term illness patients, and their families. Gilead is an outreach that encourages over 2,400 people in 38 states. Our goal is to bring hope and help to those on the journey through the unknowns of treatment, family stress, and spiritual questions. One such story is Eric, whose senior year in high school was interrupted by the cancer that he was diagnosed with, interrupting a three-sport high school year. It changed his life and his perspective. Today, Eric's family oversees a foundation helping to find a cure. We're currently in our 15th year. would love to have you as a partner, either as a volunteer or a gift financially. Look for us on Facebook at Gilead Ministries. The mist from the morning dew and the sun peeks out over the horizon. A new day has dawned and a new chance presents itself, a chance to once again do battle. The lush green grass of the Midwest farmland lies in wait guarded by the beaches filled with the sands of time after time after time. You unsheath your weapon of choice and lash out at the enemy before you, and for hours you navigate the landmines, cursing and praising in the same breath. But in the end, whether in victory or defeat, you vow to wake in the morning and do it all over again. Just four miles north of Marion, Indiana, lies a battlefield. A battlefield not just of bunkers and waters, but a battlefield of the mind. A battlefield where people come to discover the best in themselves, where courage is tested as each round of the enemy is faced. Arbor Trace Golf Course. Come play around. Because in golf, the more you play, the luckier you get. There'll be a great gathering in the sky, but all God's children get home. We'll join the half millions as they sing there around the great white throne. I'm speaking of an old camp meeting where we never shall say goodbye. I'm longing for the day when I hear my Savior say there's a gathering in the sky. One by one we pass through the valley dim, although it seems hard to bear. But I'm going to a great reunion where people's not afraid of prayer. There'll be a lot of old times singing somewhere up there on high. It seems that I can hear them saying, there's a gathering in the sky. There'll be a great gathering in the sky, when all God's children get home. We'll join the happy millions as they sing, they're around the great white throne. I'm speaking of an old camp meeting, where we never shall say goodbye. I'm longing for the day when I hear my Savior say, there's a gathering in the sky. I'm longing for the day when I hear my Savior say there's a gathering in the sky. 
two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled. And that has made all the difference. The Road Less Traveled Internet Ministries. Derek and George Live. Becoming Christlike. Salo and Hutch. All stops on the road. The road of enlightenment. The road of discovery. Join us each Thursday and Friday morning at 8 a.m. Mountain Time and Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Mountain Time as we invite you to join us on a journey. A journey on the road less traveled. Right here on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to Becoming Christ-like on the Road Less Traveled, Blog Talk Radio. So you thought you had to keep this up. Welcome back to Becoming Christ-like right here on Blog Talk Radio on the Road Less Traveled. I'm Derek. Dawn's sitting beside me. Jimbo's in the producer's booth. It is May 29th, 2015, and we are talking about what in the world is wrong with the church. Before we went to break, uh, I think we, we agreed that what's wrong with the church, it's me. I'm, I'm what's I'm wrong it. with the church, and that's what happens. I am the church. <laughs> yeah, I am, I, I am the church. That's right. And you are the church, and, and so it has to be me. And so then we ask ourselves, what is it about me uh, that, and, and by me, I mean all of us, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? And I told you I would tell you what I believe the answer is, what's wrong with the church. And it has existed forever, forever and ever and ever. And so it has always been what's wrong with the church. And simply put, my belief is what's wrong with the church, it's me. What's wrong with me is that I spend so much time trying to blame everyone else. Uh, for what's wrong with the church is that I don't recognize that it's me. Mm-hmm. We are reluctant to say it's me because we have our beliefs and it becomes us and them. And what's wrong with the church is not us and them. It's a problem with the church, but it's not the cause of what the church is, is going through. What's wrong with the church is that we aren't unified. Exactly. Now, that doesn't mean that we agree, but we're not unified. And in that um, lack of unity, we have begun, not we haven't begun, we started probably three chapters into the book of Acts, fighting with each other. We are fighting with each other. And, and we talked about this during the break. It is conservative versus liberal. It is KJV versus NLT. It is red hymnal versus blue hymnal. Big church, little church, carpet, no carpet. They don't become decisions that are on the road of the church. 
they become places that we can find to divide ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's what's wrong with the church. In, in my opinion, that's what's wrong with the church. Now, is that everything? Of course not. Of course not. There are a lot of other problems, and that's what we're going to talk about over the next uh, few weeks. Of Because anytime you ask that question, what's wrong with the church, it begs this second question of, then how do you fix it? Mm-hmm. And then you can say, I don't, I know. don't know. I don't know. I've read some books on it, though. <laughs> and And probably the thing is that we should say is you can't. God has to fix it. But does that mean we sit How back? How does he do that? It, through he his works people. with you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Through his people. And that's, I think, one of the things that we have to begin to think about and get in our mind, that the church is me. Mm-hmm. I'm the church. Start fixing me. One exactly. person, one step at a time, it starts with you. We have spent a lot of time trying to fix the other person. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why I'm right. And let me tell you. I think I'm guilty of that. Shoot, me too. <laughs> because, and and you had brought in that, it's a term that we have used probably from the first day of becoming Christ-like. And that's the word ego. Yeah. yeah. It, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's ego. And and I I think a lot of the times the feelings that we have towards the church, and I'm talking about the body of Christ, is our love of being in it so much that it has become my church, not God's church. Church. I agree, because I remember thinking at one point, I mean, I hadn't been in too long, and somebody was strongly disagreeing with me, and I thought I was right. And I was thinking, my God wouldn't do that. And so, again, we follow the, and we're going to be doing this a lot. We're going to be following the roots down, and that has a little root that dangles off to it, that my church becomes my home church. Mm-hmm. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a home church. But if somebody go, comes up and says, what church do you go to? Or we usually answer, my church is the Presbyterian church. Right. And that's a very, that's, that's acceptable. An, yeah, it's an ease of, of that's what they meant. Mm-hmm. That's the answer that you get. Where give do them. you go to worship? Exactly. But the problem is, is when the church, the body of Christ, becomes my church. Mm-hmm. In the in the fact of not just I belong to the body of Christ, but somehow I get to decide what's best for the body of Christ, and that isn't that isn't me. That's God. We have taken our focus off of what God says the church should be, mm-hmm. and we have placed it upon what we think the church should be. A lot of people call it the man-made religion. We have taken God and we have, we have impl- imposed our rules. Again, not all of it. That was another one were... that I actually had, that uh, uh, church isn't built on man. Church should be built on God. And I had that right. come up more than once with replies. Yeah. Now, when we go through this, and when we bring people in, and we bring pastors in, me being one of them, and, and hopefully we'll get MJ in, we're going to try and get Charles in, uh, we're going to try and, and, and maybe see if we can get some, some pastors from, from non-denominational I churches. I think that's a really good idea, because I think that's where people are flocking to right Absolutely. now, trying to get away from some of this. But I ran into a young lady who quit one of the churches, uh-huh. and she said, it's too clicky. 
And it's I thought, okay, clicky. so once again, we're back in that it didn't meet my need. Right. It didn't meet what I wanted, and my I, expectations. I can guarantee you're going to get different answers probably from pastors than you will from – because – and here's what we have to realize. There has to, to be a little bit of realistic appreciation that certain things are unavoidable. Yes. Clicks. Part of life. Clicks in churches, unavoidable. Mm-hmm. Arguments in session, part meetings, of life. part of life. Arguments between congregational members, gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Because we're people. We're flawed. We're flawed, and even perfect people fight. <laughs> I mean, even even if we weren't flawed, there would be this idea of we're not a... So there is a sense that, that some will say, okay, that's unavoidable. It, could it still be a problem with the church? Absolutely. But I, I believe when, when, when we begin to strip those things away and get down to the core idea of how our Christianity interacts with our humanity and how that Christianity then is, is set forth into society, most of society will look back and say, church, you're not doing a very good job. And the funny thing is, it will be said on the conservative side, and it will be said on the progressive side. Um, some will say you're not loving enough uh, to alternative lifestyles. You're not loving enough to people. And the conservative side will say, you know what? You're not loving enough to people um, and, and mean totally different things. Um, and in the same sense, mean the exact same thing. So I don't think – I think we have we have used – the divisions of the church too much as our answer to this question of what's wrong with the church. And well, it's divided. Well, of course it's divided. It's going to be divided. It was divided. I mean, uh, look at the Last Supper, and you look around and you say, okay, we're all in unity. And, Holy cow, what's Judas thinking there? Right. Judas has got something else on his mind. He's thinking in another way. But you know what? probably love Jesus just as much as everybody else. I and I you, believe that. I, I, I believe it too by yeah. his response to the end. Wasn't quite the the Messiah he was looking for. Yep. Uh, wasn't quite what, uh, wasn't quite the social justice that he was he looking, wanted. that he wanted. Mm-hmm. And so he went another route. But we look at it and say, oh, we're so divided. And of course we're divided. Do we, do we divide ourselves on the way that we interpret scripture? Of course we do. But does that mean that we can't look and be a better church? No. I think one of the problems, and I think most people will say that is, we've given up on on fixing this or fixing the, the, the answer. Sometimes I don't know that we've given up. I think we don't know how. Could be. And I think it we lack. I was thinking when I was thinking about this, we need another great prophet to come in, but you'd need one from for all areas sure. of because I think that's what we're we're really and, lacking. And here's the great thing about it is the great prophets that are in Scripture speak to us about today's events. If you and go I, back and read, and I'm not talking about okay that you know Isaiah stands up and says, "Hey, you people in 2015, get your act together." I'm prophet. 
the, the prophecies that were brought forth from God through the, the mouths of the prophet apply to us today. Well, I know I always laugh because you can take, you know how the big meeting place was at the, the well at the gate. Right. Well, you could take that to be at the shopping mall now sure. or wherever. And so we act like it doesn't apply, but it does. You yeah. just have to change it around. Yeah. And and I think what happens is, and, and we're going to get into this as we bring guests in and ask them this question, but we're going to get into a lot of the whole idea of, okay, Derek, if you say it's me and that I'm blaming somebody else for the problems of the church and not looking at the problems that I'm causing, and you're saying, you know what, we, we need to have some sort of unity. What people hear is this. You need to change your mind and agree with the other people. That's what they hear. Well, that's what there Henry is, Cloud says. What do you want me to say or do except for to, to change my mind and agree with you? Exactly. Exactly. And that brings and that causes even more. I know. Because then you're mad. Because <laughs> there's ego, there's stubbornness, and there is a feeling of a sense of I'm right. Mm-hmm. Self-righteousness. It is this idea of I believe a certain way. Uh, we we had a show on on a couple Saturdays ago that filled in for Solomon Hutch. I had Charles Kelly, who was a pastor of First Press in Los Animas, the the church that I used to be the pastor of, and we sat across this table, and and in reality we agree on nothing. <laughs> I mean, we we don't we we really don't. We have the opposites of it. Now there are certain things we agree on, but if you talk about pretty much throw a subject at us. Uh, that has to do with theology or politics, and we're going to adamantly disagree. Right and left. Yeah. And so if you were to say that there's no changing our minds, and both of us said that to each other, it doesn't matter what you do, man. I I believe I'm right, and I'm not going to change my mind. So if you look at that, then there is a sense of hopelessness that says the church is never going to get together. You know, that is such a flawed statement. Exactly. I would hate to have the mentality of when I was 20 because I didn't even know God till I was over 40. Right. (laughs) And so that is really a loss. That is bad to say God cannot change you and grow you. And I'll I'll tease Charles and say, you know what, Charles, that just isn't right, man. Someday... You're going to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the age gets to say yeah. to the younger, right? Someday, man, you're going to get it right. But but that's a good example of if we were to buy into that, mm-hmm. that this is what's wrong with the church, and there's just no survivability. The church is on an, an inevitable decline, which you will read over mm-hmm. and over again. And people will say, sooner or later, the church will play itself out. No, it won't. It's not going to. It, it will it be totally healed and restored? Well, no. perfect not, no. Not until Christ returns, um, but perfect no. But can we and should we begin on this path of saying, and and we use the wrong words, we say reconciliation, and immediately we begin to think, oh, they're going to make me think a different way. How does this happen so that the church has gotten so down? On the church. Well, it's that self-fulfilling prophecy that says we're we're done here. And you, you know what? If we continue to think I, that, we I, are. I think that that does happen for a season, and then sure. you, you've got to grow through it. And then I think eventually God will call you back because I, I just believe that that's what He does: is He mm-hmm. calls them back when you're ready and you can handle. You've learned from what, what you 
were taught in the last problem, and then mm-hmm. you go forth. And that's what happens a lot of the times with people when you say, what's wrong with the church, and you begin to say all these, and they will accurately and correctly point out that churches, the church goes through this in, in cycles. Through mm-hmm. um, it, It's one of the reasons Presbyterian church, and some will say that's not the reason, but some of the times it is. Uh, for our confessions, at certain times in history, we speak out about what we believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did it. We do it during bad times like World War II. We do it all, all sorts of times. There are times when we say, this is what we believe in response to what's going on in society. So absolutely, the church as a body goes through this cycles where we're up in the Jesus movement right. and, and, and we're down and we're down and our theology moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, through our seminaries of good and what I consider to be poor theology that comes out of some seminaries. And we disagree and and we believe differently. Um, one of the problems that I think that we have is that in theology, we have taken theology from simplified to way too uh, smarty pants. And in the smarty pants of, yeah. of our theology, we have uh, we lost we, the basics. <laughs> we lost well. We lost the people. We we lost the people. Uh, we we saw it in the Catholic Church with the priest, and you don't get to read the Bible, and only I. And and when we bring the pastors on, they will say, absolutely not. That's not true. Our theology is what drives us, and and perhaps that is true. Um, but this whole idea of this this whole idea of what. Uh, what we believe and and how we share it is one of the downfalls now, I think. And I think there's a real danger for us to sit back and say, you know what, Don, it's just a cycle. We'll come out of it. We will rise again, and we just have to hold well, it's, out. It's what you do in the cycle. That's it's right. what you do with the time in the cycle. What it, It's easy to be the church in the, in the good time. Yeah. What kind of church are we in the bad time? And I think I think... Most people would agree that we are in one of those down cycles. Mm-hmm. The church, in the eyes of society, has lost its credibility. We've got to repent yeah, and go back to God. Yeah, and so uh, how do we do that? How do we move? How do we continue well, to figure out? Go ahead. I have to say one other thing. You have to recognize your sin, mm-hmm. and that's what they're called to do with the churches in Revelations is to recognize your sin and go back. And I think we've got so comfortable. Oh, well, I sin. God forgives me. And I think we lost mm-hmm. that first love of that forgiveness of sin. And so now when we sin, we just kind of blow it off like it's not a big deal. And I think we've got to get back to that. Right, and it's... And and to answer this, and again, just like anything on Becoming Christ-like, when we do it, we do it big, and we, we, we make you uh, look at yourselves, mm-hmm. because that's what we're trying to do, is look at ourselves. Again, one of the big problems is that we look at it and say, the other side sure does need to repent of its sin. <laughs> Absolutely. Half the church is broken. Why can't they accept their wrong exactly. and just fix it and work on it? Don't they even study the Bible? And it's the same thing the other side is saying about the other side. <laughs> yeah. And so the only way to fix it is for us to look at ourselves and say, what are my sins? Do your part. Yeah. Don't and be lazy. You know, and can you imagine 
if everybody in the church did that... Wouldn't it be great? Now, would we agree on everything? No way. But I remember one time you telling me to pick your battles with even what you argue about. Sure. It's in the Bible. that We take little things that we don't even know that's in the gray area and argue. In fact, that is in, in Timothy, I believe, that you don't argue over right. the stuff you don't know. And I right. think we do that. So the main things we're supposed to worry about is one baptism, one mm-hmm. God, and mm-hmm. we get so sidetracked that we right. argue. That we absolutely, we create our own divisions, mm-hmm. usually based on the way that we interpret or the way that we look at things. Um, and and so there is a, this other question that that needs to be asked that we need to study over the next few weeks oh, that goes great. along with what's wrong with the church. Not only what's wrong with the church, how do we fix it, but the overall question that we're asking is... When we say, or, or what we really mean, at least here at Becoming Christ, like when we say what's wrong with the church, is the question of how can the church become a true reflection of the church that God wants it to be, mm-hmm. and that being the body. Mm-hmm. So how do, we, how do we stop for a moment this spinning globe that we have that has no corners, <laughs> that, that you can move on and say, how is it? that we as individuals can play our small little part in an area that God has placed us with the gifts that God has given to us, reacting in word and deed the way that Christ would. And in doing so, then as a group of individuals who are doing that, as a body, truly reflect the message that God wants to get out to the world. Because we're we're screwing up the message. We're just screwing up the message. I think at some point, though, we have to be comfortable who we are in God and just be where we're at. Absolutely. Instead of trying so hard to yeah. fight everything. Right. Yeah. And and that's it, it is, in a very real sense, we are, and this is a blanket statement, this isn't individual people, we are are a group of individuals who want our way. Mm-hmm. We want our and way. And we'll fight at no lengths to get it. Right. And in saying that, we're then over the next few weeks going to be talking about a number of different things. Hopefully, again, like I said, bring MJ Romano in, who is the pastor of First Presbyterian Church here in La Junta, who is a member of ECO. And then to be able to ask her, how is what Eco's doing bringing unity to the body of Christ? Mm-hmm. Because that's and and she'll and she'll have an answer for that, right? Um, because I think it's a great a great question, and I believe that it, there is a great answer out there uh, because I support uh, what what the individuals have have done and and the moving to eco well, I think even you have though to know, I'm a member of the Presbyterian Church USA even right. though I'm a member of PCUSA I think you have to know where your division line is of what you believe and what you right. don't believe defining yourself so you say I can't do this or I can Right and so that's what we're going to try and do we're going to have try and have MJ on next week if it works out with her schedule and we'll begin to talk about uh, uh that type of of scenario of hey let's talk a little bit about division mm-hmm. and MJ will know that and be uh, very knowledgeable uh, about that so we're going to continue to talk about what's wrong with the church 
not until we have an answer, because I'm not sure there is an answer, but until we figure out... Uh, a, At a, least a path to be on, the path, road less traveled. Right, a path to be on. So we want you to join us. You can join us every Friday morning, 8 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time. Uh, if And if you're listening right now live and you're thinking, I can't do that, you can always go to uh, to our to our Facebook page, to our Twitter page. Uh, the Facebook page will always have last week's show on it, and you don't have to catch it live. You can listen to it archived. Uh, you can check our, our Twitter. You can you can get a hold of us, uh, be more Christ-like uh, at gmail.com. You can always find us, on again, on our social media all over the place, be more Christlike.com. You can always listen to a show right. archived. Catch up on it. Talk to people in your church. Ask them this question. What's wrong with the church? Maybe not what's that's wrong where with, it starts. Yeah, not, not what's wrong with our church. <laughs> this, the church. What's the wrong with picture. the church? Start with that. Get that conversation going. So for everybody here at Becoming Christlike, for Dawn, for myself, Jimbo, who, uh, as always, does a great job in the producer's booth. We want to thank you for listening and encourage you each and every day to become more and more Christ-like. God bless. God bless. Struggle to believe, but in those unclear moments.